time. time. It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Howdy! That's right. Fire it up. Let's go. Let's kick some tires and light some fires. I'm Matt in the Bureau of the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team. They are your home team. Across the great state of Mississippi. Staying connected to you because of C Spire. The number one network in Mississippi. C Spire. Customer inspired. Delta Tide fan texted the show. He's a Tide fan in the Delta. He texted the show on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage, on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. He said, I just rewatched Thunder and Lightning for the 50th time. All I can say is if Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire are still on the Hall of Fame ballots, then Rafael Palmero should be too. a boy, Delta Tide fam. Rebel Greg sent me a text with a picture. It is a picture of a brand new package of black pepper and cheddar sausage. Smoked sausage from Country Pleasing, Country Meat Packers. And he says, I'm fixing to fire up the grill. See, that's what we do. Here in the South, we're not about to fire up the grill, Bill. We're not about. We're fixing to fire up the grill. (laughs) That's what we're about to do. We're not cooking butter beans. We're fixing butter beans. Think about, um, are there any other words, Bill, that we have adopted in our southern vernacular that we have added extra definitions to? More so than that one? Think of any? Hmm, some more. See, and here's, hey, Bill, I know you've heard this one, too. First, it was we we adopted the word fixing. And like I said, I'm fixing to fire up the grill. <laughs> not about to. I'm fixing to. I'm not cooking butter beans. I'm fixing them. I'm fixing butter beans for supper. <laughs> I'm fixing some cornbread. Now, am I crazy if y'all have heard that, right? Well, the thing is, we then shortened it to finna. Bill, have you ever heard anybody say that? I'm finna sit down with you and tell you something. <laughs> what are you about to, I'm finna fire to grill. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're about to? No. You're fixing the nope. I'm finna no. I'm finna fire it up. <laughs> we had, we make we take a word, use it for however we want to use it, and then shorten it to something else. And that's the way we do it, Rebel Greg. And, yeah. We, <laughs> hey, Bill, <laughs> let it forever be known. That guy based Boomhauer on real people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He didn't just dream him up. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, get in there and talk about www.wcom. Me, you got then on there, man, you go click, 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 click. It's real easy. <laughs> Finna tell you something. Why does that crack me up so much? I mean, we're speaking. Because there is somebody out there, and you know somebody who mm-hmm. talks like that. I mean, technically, technically, it's the English language. Technically. An F in English? Bobby, you speak English. <laughs> Hank. Hank. Leave him alone, Hank. 
Come on, Hank. Okay, uh, would y'all like a little news from the world where they play for pay? See, I used to say that only about the NFL. It doesn't work anymore. This is college football. Yep, see, I used to lead into NFL stuff with the, the league where they play for pay, but this one does too now. Okay, college football. The NCAA Playing Rules Oversight Panel approved measures in football intended to, here we go, strengthen the accuracy of the targeting rule. (laughs) Y'all ready to get fired up? You ready to get fired up? They also intend to uh, limit limit blocking below the waist. Really? Was that even a... Is that an issue? I mean... And they want to address teams that appear to fake injuries in order to gain an advantage. Uh-oh. What did they do? I'll tell you what they did. That's what they did. All right. Sorry to spoil where this thing's going for you. They didn't do jack squat. Listen to this. All of these rules changes, by the way, are going to take effect in the 2022 season, and you're not even going to notice. In games that have instant replay, when a targeting call occurs in the second half, the carryover penalty of sitting out the first half of the next game will be eligible for further appeal. We're going to have an appeals process. Targeting, ejected, second half, third quarter, fourth quarter. And Monday, I'll be in here talking about, hey, they're appealing it. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means they might overturn it. Well, when are we going to know? I don't know. When do they tell us? Wednesday? Thursday? I don't know. What if they don't tell us tomorrow? Then we can't practice in time for the game. What's the point of appealing and winning it if they don't let you know you're going to be need to be first string? And who gets the reps at practice? And on and on and on and on. The process will begin with a conference submitting a request to the NCAA National Coordinator of Officials. That is Steve Shaw, the former SEC Coordinator of Officials. Who would... Then Steve would review video of the play. Now, they'd say that if it's clear and obvious that this guy was incorrectly penalized for targeting, then the call would be overturned and the player would be cleared to play the first half of the next ball game. One guy, national coordinator of officials, reviewing it. Keep in mind, in order to review it, and overturn an ejection and let the kid play the next week, he is effectively saying, my officials were wrong. Then what? You notice that officials and officiating bodies don't often like to be wrong, much less admit it. I don't know that necessarily blame them. Make the call, stick with it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. To address 
Teams are awarded an injury timeout through deceptive actions. Panel members on this oversight committee have approved a reporting and investigation process. Schools and conferences will be able to report questionable scenarios to the national coordinator of officials. Who, that's Steve Shaw, same one, who will then review and provide feedback to the conference for further action. Any penalties levied would be up to the conference office or the school involved. I don't really care about that. It's the end of the conversation. <laughs> I bet. I halfway know, Bill, why you played Nick Saban. He'll make the final decisions on all this. <laughs> I Okay, all right, time out. All right, let me take a deep breath. Hold on. I need some coffee. Hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. I'll get ready to go here. Hang on. They didn't do a doggone thing about this. Not one single solitary doggone stupid thing about it. Didn't do a thing. Nothing. If I'm telling y'all, listen to me. Y'all, listen to me. From everybody on the oversight panel, that includes former officials, the coordinator of officials, whether it's Steve Shaw, one of the nicest guys on planet Earth. He really is. But if he's in on it, this goes for him too. David Shaw, the coach at Stanford, smart guy, great coach. Anybody else involved with that? And you call this a measure? You actually spent time, you actually spent time in the limited amount of time that you have on this earth kicking and breathing before you kick the bucket. You spent some of that time to do this. You wasted it, threw it away. What a joke. What do we, what what are you appointed to do? You're telling me that it, it is as simple for fake injuries to at least address it, to at least make the perpetrators have to adjust a little. All you had to do was say, injury time. If you get an injury timeout, you sit out two plays. That would be something. You did nothing, not one thing. Oh, we're going to, yeah, yeah, we did. You're going to sit, submit it for review and investigation of the national coordinator of officials. And then, then what? Well, then he's going to turn it over to the conference. <laughs> Folks, if the NCAA and this committee and these people involved in this committee, if they had come to you today and said, if we think a player faked an injury, feigned an in in injury, we are going to have him go to the blackboard with a piece of chalk on Monday and write the sentence 100 times he has to write, I will not fake an injury in a game. I will not fake an injury. In a game. He has to write 100 sentences on the blackboard on Monday if he fakes an injury. That would be more of a measure and a step in the right direction than what they did or didn't do in this case. What a crying shame. What are y'all paid to do? You back, boneless, spineless, worthless, wasting of time committee. Pitiful. 
I wouldn't trust you to put in speed bumps in my neighborhood. That goes for anybody on the oversight committee who came up with this. Even so much so that passing the buck to the conferences. Oh, yeah, we're going to have the official review and investigate, and then based on his findings, hand it over back to you, conferences. Good luck. Hey, Greg Sankey, here's what we think. You handle it. That's a, it is pitiful. It's a cop out. How many more examples do we need of the worst leadership in all organized sports than what you frankly don't have at the collegiate level? It doesn't get any worse. And yes, I realize there's a guy named Rob Manfred running baseball. He'd have at least done something, even if it was stupid. They just didn't do anything. It's so simple. For the 2022 season, if you're injured on the field and therefore you're going to have to cause an injury timeout, you'll set out two plays instead of one. That'd be something. At least cause everybody to adjust. To think about it. Two plays ain't that big a deal. Oh, well, the reason we didn't do anything is because we have no backbone. No, I'm kidding. I, I made that up. The reason we didn't do anything, they are effectively saying, is, oh, well, we don't want injured players feeling like they need to stay in the game. Is that right? Is that right? You, you're, well, time out. Time out. I'm reading it. The NSA Football Rules Committee considered several in-game options to address this. I'm reading it now. Including altering the injury timeout rule to remove the injured student-athlete for more than one play. The, con the concept was debated at length. But the committee was concerned with the additional issues that could be created and did not want to encourage players to continue to participate when injured. Okay, this is at NCAA.org. Now, I want you to think with me just a second. If you are listening to my show right now, think with me. Understand something. These same people, football rules oversight, on one hand, have just put it in writing. They don't want to do something with this faking injury deal that would encourage players to continue to participate when injured. Yet... On the other hand, we have a rule that says if the offense doesn't substitute, then the defense can't substitute. We don't allow for that. Therefore, allowing the offense to go hurry up, effectively doing what? Forcing injured players to, to continue to participate when injured. Not my words, NCAA, yours, in black and white, right here in front of my face. It's not, I don't understand how it's possible that a room full of y'all could sit around and dream this up and believe it's a good idea and not understand what I just pointed out. You can't have it both ways. 
pitiful. Run, tell him I said it. Pitiful. Wouldn't trust you to mow my grass. Oh, well, we don't, we're not going to force a player to sit out longer, even though we supposedly debated it longer, if he has to go down with an injury, because we don't want to encourage players to continue to participate when injured. Yet, play clock's running. Offense can go as fast as they want to with no break, no substitute time for the defense. And as long as the offense doesn't substitute, the defense must stay on the field and run the next play. Yet you tell me you're concerned about encouraging players to continue to participate when injured. Bull! You're speaking out of both sides of your mouth, and the fact that I can see it so clearly from 300 miles away post-meeting, and you couldn't figure out this stuff ahead of time? What's wrong with y'all? What are you doing to earn your paycheck? Like Andy Kennedy told his point guard one time, justify your existence. There's more. Committee members discussed how the pace of play appears to be contributing to this concern. (gasps) Quote, we considered all options to address this issue, including allowing both teams an opportunity to substitute after a first down, said David Shaw chair of the Football Rules Committee and coach at Stanford. This is another step to consider. When? In the future. I'm just, you know, at times it is absolutely just flabbergasting. (laughs) Is that a word? Bill, I've heard of flabbergasted, so I just assumed that flabbergasting. (laughs) Yeah, it could be a word. (laughs) I mean, I just cannot. How can you go in there and meet about what went on last year and not do something about it? All coaches are in coaching, well, hopefully for a couple reasons. One, for education and young people. Educationing must be one, too. Educationing young people. How do you, I, I mean, this is not some sort of like statement just to, this is not hyperbole, okay? This is not an exaggeration. Jake Wimberly and I together, just me and him, could do a better job with addressing this and would actually have the backbone to do it. Oh, well, we're going to get negative feedback from this group of coaches. So what? Who cares? <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> How can it be? Y'all, listen, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This is one little thing that is like so many other things that are going on with college football right now. And you as a fan, what does this mean to you? You as a fan of your school, whether you root for the Golden Eagles or the Bulldogs or the Rebels or the Crimson Tide or the Tigers or whatever, okay, you as a fan need to understand something. That sport in its current state is circling the bowl 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Round and round it goes. It ain't down the drain yet. It's headed that direction. Yeah, uh-huh. That's what I, that's what I mean. It is. The sport as you know it. And, and part of it, you know, it's like life. That old saying is so true. Life is like 1% what happens to you and about 99% how you react to it. Okay, that's the situation these leaders, quote-unquote, in the college football world, that's kind of where they are. Okay, all this stuff has happened. All these different things are happening. That's about 1% of it. 99% of the problems is how they've reacted to it, including stuff like this. Just one little indicator. This is one little thing about the game. Buddy, if you think that some unethical coaches, it's one thing if you do it once or twice a game, okay? But I'm talking about just rampant, taking a dive to get free timeouts, especially late in games. If you think a few unethical coaches ruined the experience for everybody last year, wait till you see what happens this year after this. And remember, I told you on April the 21st, the message is this. Whether it's David Shaw, chair of the Football Rules Committee, Steve Shaw, national coordinator of officials, anybody involved with this decision-making, every one of you included in the group, spineless, backboneless, waste of everybody's time and money. You ought to be embarrassed. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. And here comes Matt Wyatt up to the plate. The pitch. Whoa! It's a high fly! Knocking him out of the park for great sports talk. I'm talking way back. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Thursday, you got baseball tonight. State and Ole Miss playing each other game one of three game series in Oxford tonight. I'm not entirely sure of the game time, but I'll get that for you. It's got to be six or seven or something like that. We'll, I'll look it up here in a minute. First, uh, let's jump over to the phone line. Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. We got uh, DK on line one. DK, thanks for calling. What's up? How you doing today, Matt? Just right. Let me ask you a question. Could you see this? As an incident where the Greg Stanky and the SEC says to heck with y'all, and I just, we start sending out letters to athletic directors saying we're not going to do this, we will handle it. Yeah, um, I do, DK, and I wonder. Because that, you know what I'm saying? The SEC's always want to get out in front of stuff. I was just right. thinking this could be a, one where they do. Well, I would say that, like, in most cases, um, Things like that, most likely they would, they would, the SEC is looking for a way to be first on stuff. Okay, out front. Yes. The thing is, what they're doing right now, uh, if we kind of track this down step for step, so the NCAA at the NCAA level, they're not going to do anything. They just basically, you know, shrink to the responsibility and pass it off to the conference. So that's what they said. Well, we're going to review it and investigate it. And then we're going to hand off our findings back to the conference. And it'll be up to the conference and the schools to do anything. Well, here's the thing. The SEC is not going to sit here and go, well, we're, we're going to have our 
teams play all year long without doing the faking injury thing. We're going to police it. And then they're going to get in the postseason and play teams from other conferences who those teams are not policing it or those conferences are not policing. You see what I'm saying? Unless you have some sort of uh, unanimous buy-in from all these conferences, including the ones that you may play in the postseason, it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to right now go out here and go, well, we're going to stand out here on this log ourselves and, and be the only ones who police it this year. Now, to, having said that, I, st- I do think that in conference games, when it's one conference team versus another conference team, you know, it's very likely. That's what I was talking about, in conference games. Yeah. It's you know, a habit of one team doing it two or three times. They're going to do something because they pretty much said, we'll investigate it, but you're going to handle it. Yeah. And the thing to do is you suspend coaches. You know, that's exactly. what you do. You Take timeouts away, as I've said before. Right. Yeah, yeah, take timeouts away or suspend coaches, you know, you, if you're willing to do it. Um, exactly. The, the thing about – yeah, I appreciate it, DK. Day. Yeah, thank you. And, again, you know, even, even to that point, when you start either getting into their pockets with their pay or the amount of, co- you know, quarters that they get to coach or they're going to be suspended for something – then it becomes this really, it could really be a, a, a hairy situation if <clears throat> to protect his coach, some player says, no, I really am hurt. I can't practice today. You know, I mean, and no conference is going to want to have that going on internally. That's why the rules, the only way to handle this is the governing body responsible for it take the responsibility seriously, and actually do something about it. And the very idea, the very idea that at least in a good faith effort effort to make a step in the right direction, even if it's a baby step, the very idea that that oversight committee wouldn't do two plays, three plays. And then they go, okay, yeah, well, who's going to count how many plays they're out? I don't know. Figure it out. F-I-O, figure it out. Somebody can count it. You don't have full-time officials anyway. Pay another guy to sit up there with binoculars and count how many plays he's out. It's easy. Stop coming up with problems to every solution. That's what they're doing in those rooms. You do that. You come out with that statement yesterday, and it says, here's the deal. This may not be the final solution, but we're trying our best. So starting in 2022, you're hurt and you get an injury timeout and have to be seen on the field. You're out of the game for two plays, not just one. How easy and simple is that? And I want to hear anything about blowback from any direct. It would be that simple because DK, that handles it all. Now you're not depending on a conference to do their own thing. And they don't have to figure out, is it conference games versus non-conference? And, you know, okay, we're going to do it in our own conference. And all of a sudden, you know, Ole Miss plays Alabama, and there's a controversial injury. There's a timeout, and now the conference has got a hairy situation. And what are we going to do? We're going to suspend Lane Kiffin <laughs> because of what they did against Alabama. And then what's the whole world going to do? Then those black helicopters start flying all over the place. See, that's a position 
that this oversight committee at the NCAA level put every conference commissioner in by saying we're just going to pass it off to them. It's just another example. It kind of linked to what you're asking, DK. It's just another example. Why the sooner the better the Southeastern Conference and whatever makeup it is, whether it's now with 14 teams or moving to 16, go ahead and get that done. Break off. Bring whoever else wants to go with you, ACC, Big Ten. Go out here and break off and do get you about 60-something teams, okay, and pay your players like professionals. Pay them. Give them all a contract. Right. You know, instead of giving them money, pay them. And, and here's what you can give them. Give them tax advice. Okay? Fix that first. Just do it. It's what it is anyway. TV's still going to be there. And I think at least if you do that, some of your fans, some of your fans are going to come back. Because at least now they know what it is. Right now you're sitting there and half of your fan base that you've had. I'm not exaggerating when I say half. Half of your fan base, of any fan base out there that you've had for the last two decades is looking at the sport going, I don't even know what it is. What is it? <laughs> do you recruit or pay or like, what are you doing? What is it? I don't even know what it is anymore. At least then you know what it is. It's just another, it's another straw in the bundle that is just waiting for the match. And it's coming. And the sooner the better. So that then, DK, people like Greg Sankey and Swarbrick and those guys can look at each other and go, hey, do you agree? Like, we agree our coaches and our teams, we can't have them out here faking injuries. What about your coaches and your teams? Yeah, we can't have that. Well, let's at least do something until we figure it out. Let's don't just sit on our hands and pretend we had a meeting. Okay, let's sit them out for two plays for an Okay, let's do it. There you go. Rule made. Boom. There's a new rule. Put it out. Press release on Friday. It's so simple. The sooner it can all break down and move into whatever it's going to be going forward, the better for everybody. This whole deal right now, I mean, I, I'm telling you, it, it, it is hard to fathom how the NC2A, National Collegiate Athletics Association, as a governing entity, could be as toothless and as useless as it is right now. It, I, it's hard to imagine how it could get to that point. Yet here we are. They might as well not exist. I mean, the whole college sports world is just running itself. Appeals process for targeting and then uh, blocking below the way. So I got that one in there. Okay, this may be good. The panel approved a proposal to improve safety and simplify the rules governing the blocking below the waist foul. The proposal is going to allow blocking below the waist only by linemen and stationary running backs inside the tackle box. See, I'm a redneck. I see the word tackle box. All I can think about is fishing. It, it, it's, it's a football term also. 
outside the tackle box on scrimmage plays, uh, blocking below the waist will be prohibited. And they go on to say that they have some injury surveillance data that shows uh, by changing these rules, it's really going to decrease knee injury trends. There are a couple of other rules changes. I didn't get to those because I ranted for 20 minutes about other stuff. If a ball carrier simulates a feet-first slide, <laughs> officials will declare the runner down at that spot. That's the Kenny Pickett rule. Y'all remember that? Kenny Pickett, he'll be a first-round quarterback, I guess, uh, in, a, in another week out of pit. Yeah, I think it was the bowl game, wasn't it? Or no, no, because he didn't play in a bowl game. It was um, maybe the season finale. Or was it the ACC championship game? Something like that. Where he's running and he sort of leans back like, I'm fixing the slide, and they all let up and stopped, and then he took off running. <laughs> so we got a rule to stop that now. That's good. I mean, the NCAA, it, think about this. Something that happened one time all year long, they made a rule for it to stop it. Something that happened thousands of times all year long didn't do a doggone thing about it afraid to defensive holding will remain a 10 yard penalty but will always carry an automatic first down so that's a rule change also automatic first down for defensive holding alright little time left with you y'all come on back stick around You know, I won't tell you how old I am. You know, it's actually bad luck in show business to reveal your age to an audience. But I'll tell you this, I recently purchased a bed. And the bed came with a 20-year warranty. And as I paid for it, I'm thinking to myself, this is my death bed. <laughs> So I'm getting a pillow top. <laughs> I deserve it. There you go, Ross Bennett. Here, Bill, Bill, don't you go thinking about it that now. Me neither. Okay, I'm kind of like somebody. I, this is how crazy I can be sometimes. Somebody gives me a 30-year warranty. I start asking those questions. <laughs> what do I need that for? Yeah, what are the chances I make it that long? All right, that's Ross uh, Bennett. <clears throat> He's funny. All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. It seems like we had these nuggets recently, but they are different, I promise, because it is today uh, the 21st of April. The 21st of April. April 21st, 1982. The final episode of WKRP in Cincinnati aired on CBS. Here is the intro. Weather today in the greater Cincinnati area. I love you so badly. I could... They're solid plastic, so don't settle for imitation. 
But the senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. Cincinnati, WKRB. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, the big carp. <laughs> and the big carp. Oh, man. Les when you should dress up in that mascot outfit as the carp. One of the great lines. <laughs> the senator, while unable to, uh, while insisting he was not intoxicated, was unable to explain <laughs> his nudity. His nudity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, and then, like I said, it feels like we did this recently, but it's different. Uh, April the 21st. 1993, the first one of these aired on CBS. Look in the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. Is he singing? What is he singing? The eyes of the ranger are upon you. (laughs) Any wrong you do, he's gonna see. When you're in Texas, look behind you. Uh, We gotta get the uh, engineer to dub this about 50 times. I mean... (laughs) Don't say it in front of Chuck, because he might take you out. You can see that conversation, can't you? Yeah. Chuck Norris. Hey, we'll, we'll, hey, well guys, Chuck. Chuck's like, guys, I really can't sing that well. Don't worry about it, Chuck. If we, we got it. If we put enough reverb on it, it doesn't matter. Hey, we fixing to fix it. <laughs> we are fixing <laughs> to fix it. Oh me, <clears throat> true story. Bill, speaking yeah. of a true story, you got to hear this from Washington D.C. This is not political, sort of. <laughs> the U.S. Capitol was briefly evacuated Wednesday evening Yeah. after police identified an aircraft that they said posed a probable threat. But the plane was actually carrying members of the U.S. Army Golden Knights who then parachuted into the Washington Nationals <laughs> baseball stadium for pregame demonstration. Yeah, they're really on top of it in Washington, <laughs> aren't they? They didn't know that they were playing a game that night and they were going to be dropping in. Come on, come on. Yeah, they did. They they evacuated the Capitol. Okay, and listen. If Saturday Night Live were still any good... They would be all over that. <laughs> they would just be on this. <laughs> they would be all over it. And let me just tell you, Bill, okay, as somebody who grew up in the 80s and 90s when Saturday Night Live was good, uh-huh. I am forever conditioned to see political things that happen that are oddball or news stories that are oddball. And immediately I start thinking, man, Mike Myers and Chris Farley would have had a field day with this. Dana Carvey. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. Aykroyd. <laughs> Who's the tall Chevy, guy? Chevy Chase. Uh, Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, those guys so would fun. have. And here's the thing about it right Especially now. Especially on the news. Yeah. Wrap up. And, oh, and here's the thing about it. Here's how stupid Hollywood is right now. Mm. Bill, if they wanted to put a hit television show out here right now that would actually get all kinds of people to watch it, right now, at their age, they could get Kevin Nealon, Mike Myers, uh, Dana Carvey, um, I can't, David Spade, 
Chevy Chase, pay them whatever, bring those guys back, and do a sketch comedy show, kind of like Saturday Night Live, and it'd be a hit show right now, this very day. It would. It really would. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, I saw that, and I'm like, oh, they, if it was any good, they'd have a field day with it. Oh, yeah. The, the weekend update would be just hilarious. It would be, it would be somebody impersonating President Biden Looking out the window. <laughs> We're being invaded. What is that? You see, let me see that plane. They're like they're not paying him any attention, you know, because it, oh, it's just Joe. They don't, he don't think he knows what he's talking about. No, whatever. Just keep on. Doing. He's like, I'm serious. There's a plane. Look, it's circling around. What's going on? They're dropping something out of the plane, and then everybody finally begins to freak out. Turns out, it's turkeys. No, no, wait a that's the wrong show. <laughs> wrong show. Turns out, it's for the pregame demonstration and ceremonies, parachuting into they're, Washington Nationals they're baseball. They're bringing in the stadium. baseball for the first pitch. Yeah, I mean, come on, guys. Really? Here's another thing. How you know is they, it? You know, they cleared that before they did it. How did they not? How could they have done it without clearing it first? I'm, you're so right, Bill. But. They uh, they briefly evacuated the capital because of this. <laughs> What's a, who's running this? The NCAA? Okay, more bully hanging on line one of the Divinity phone. What's up, more bully? More bully, are you there? Hey, Bill, can you hear him? I can't hear him. Yeah, I think he's uh, there. I wasn't talking. Oh, okay, more bully, you're up. What's up? For once. For once, I wasn't talking. <laughs> hey, um, I can add into that real quick. The, the plane thing—I'll touch on that first. Is they reported that nobody contacted the FAA or Capitol about mm. that plane. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why they freaked out. I think. Not that I'm one to defend that administration or. Anything. Well, but anyway, they could have called them and nobody <laughs> reported it to anybody else. <laughs> that's right. The message didn't get hey, Matt, passed hey. along. You know. Hey, what's up? Hey, man, did you hear what uh, Jake was talking about yesterday doing over the summer? No. Okay. He's talking about doing a Metro Jackson neighborhood war bracket. So basically, I think what's going to happen is he he puts neighborhoods up against each other in a bracket. And I don't know if the, it's whoever gets the most retweets or likes or votes or whatever is going to move on to the next round. To, to pass the summer, to pass the summer, by. just uh, wait a minute. And then he, he, this, we're have, this was his idea just to just to pass time it, on the radio in the summer. <laughs> I think it was just his. I was I caught the tail end of it, but they were asking for you know nominations and stuff, and so I I said that my my neighborhood Heatherwood would take on um, Trace Wood in the Battle of the Woods, mm-hmm. and um, I said. Two number one seeds must be Annandale and the Country Club of Jackson. <laughs> so, <laughs> Those are the one seeds? But, that's what I said, yeah. But yeah. look, I think you should do something like that, but totally different because here's what got my idea for you. Okay, I'm listening. You're, you were talking about the NCAA. Why don't you do a bracket um, of 64 things, and the title of the bracket is the NCAA is more useless than. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and whichever ones have the best and whichever have the best answers advance in the bracket. More, That's it. I more like bully. It. That is a fantastic idea. I love it. Great, yeah. great. Or no, it'd be less than. Good. It'd be less than. Our logo could say the less than symbol, and then NCAA. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're going to come it. up with the, the ultimate more useless than the NCAA. We're going to do that. Is a fantastic idea. We can promote That's it. We could maybe even get we a can run with it. We maybe even get a sponsor. <laughs> can somebody make some kind of stupid NCAA T-shirt for the winner? Mm-hmm. Like it says, or more useless than our logo. If not. we need a logo, <laughs> we need a logo. Okay, that looks like a submarine with a screen door on it. And it's and, and on the screen door, it says That's NCAA, it. right? There you go. I love it. Yeah. I love it. A submarine <laughs> with a screen door. That's a good one. <laughs> I just thought about that when you were talking about the NCAA. Yeah, great anyway. stuff, more bully. I appreciate the idea. All right, brother. We're gonna we're gonna run that through the mill around here and see what we can come up with. Now, Wally did just text in on the country pleasing text and said finding sixty four things worse than the NCAA is going to be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a pretty good point. Or easy. Yeah, you know. People are funny and smart, man. We need to poll them and see what they say. Fun show today, Bill. I appreciate you, man. You too, sir. For Bill, I'm Matt. All of us here on the show in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. Same time tomorrow. Same place. See you then. See ya. <laughs>